0: Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly on this Sunday, shortly to uh, Brisbane and Bernadette Cooper to wrap up 10,000 day at Eagle Farm, Uh, but first uh, a look at Scone and Ron Doversy and Corey Brown were with me yesterday
1: at the home of the Thoroughbred. Yeah, Yeah, another great day wasn't it Corey? It was great, yeah, the weather was great, track played pretty fair, Um, yeah it was a great day. And I think the apprentices, I know it's
2: your job now, but I like to give them a wrap now and (laughs) again as well, I think they're coming to the fore in Sydney now, we've got Obviously, Tyler Schiller wrote his biggest winner there yesterday, and he's on his way. He's running in with great confidence. Uh, Dylan Gibbons will have been waiting patiently (laughs) for him to burst onto the scene and he has with a winning double yesterday and we know, you know, we've got young Reese Jones up and coming in town now and and Tommy Sherry, well that speaks for itself. So uh, all of a sudden we got this a good little group of apprentices going at the moment. Mm.
0: Uh, The 10,000 normally run at Dooman transferred to Eagle Farm yesterday. They copped the weather as was predicted and that's why it was transferred to Eagle Farm. And Marzul the first horse ever to be picked for two Everests. He's been picked for this year, 2022, and for the next one, 2023, lifts off the canvas. You talk about lifting yep.
2: off the canvas. That's what he did. Yeah. Um, I think we suspected he was the the new kid on the block, but he he proved it yesterday because yeah. he run through a pain barrier. For one, his wheels were spinning there for a while and they'd gone out hard. You know, if you're looking at him in the run, Pulele was you know,
1: there's he long odds on chance. Yeah, t- to get it. round him up there and he, he showed great fight, he, yeah. he's a ripper horse. He dug deep and oh, I can guarantee you clipping and was glad it was at Eagle Farm and not Doombin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he of course was gelded at the start of this preparation and he hasn't looked
0: back, He is unbeaten. Mm. He, was un- he, was, he was a winner before he went out, before the gelding operation and then he's come back and he just kept winning. Yeah. And uh, he was picked up pretty quickly by Arrowfield and the star in their slot so marzu goes for the star and arrowfield for the next two years chris waller is locked in nature strip again he'll go via royal ascot max whitby and his slot have gone with Mars crusader as they did last year and the news came through just before the weekend that eduardo had been picked up by yulong investment tried and true
2: yep for sure eduardo. Uh, yeah for sure no no doubt about that and joe gets a target now he, mm-hmm. he get his eye on the prize so I know it's early, but it is October, it'll sneak up on us quickly. There's no doubt it will.
0: Well, uh, Arafield and the Star were looking pretty smart yesterday after Mazu won the 10,000, and at Skona caught up with uh, John Massara.
3: As you know, we signed up Mazu only a few days ago uh, for two, two sessions, two years 2022, 2023, Everest, knowing that he was on the rise and that this year may still be a bit early for him. but. I may not. The way he's going, he's really on an upward scale at the moment. And today he proved that because that was an open group one. He's come from a three-year-old group two to an open group one and acquitted himself really well under difficult conditions. So I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled. And uh, good luck to the trainer, a great trainer, and uh, all the owners. We're on our way.
0: He found a way to win today because just hearing from Sam Clipperton, he was worried
3: 600 from home. Yeah, it looked that way too. And uh, but he just wants to win and uh, I think he's still only learning. And I think there's plenty more to come. So while I'm excited about 2022, I'm more excited about 2023. Whose idea was it to go for the two years? <laughs> I think we discussed it. I suggest I think I, I can't tell you exactly, but we've always taken the view that it's he's a two-year horse and uh, it seemed to attract them, and I think they were thinking the same way, frankly, because when it was discussed, they said, "Oh, a yeah, great idea," mm. and, I, and uh, but I think they probably had the same idea. We all know he's a horse on the rise, mm. and uh, to have him locked up now uh, for a couple of years means that, well, uh, Peter and uh, Peter Stone can go ahead now and. Train him calmly through the carnivals and aim at those races without the worry of will he get in? Will he not get in? All that sort of stuff that can get in the way of uh, a training campaign. So. Can you remember when he first came on your radar? Can you remember that first time you thought? Well, because we stand uh, the sire Morris, we watch every one of those Morrises, and and I remember, <laughs> I remember, uh, remember seeing him, and he was he was uh, he was a hard horse to control. And I remember one of the owners, who I didn't know, calling me and said, Mr. Massara, I'm an owner of Mazoo. They want to geld him. What are your thoughts? Do you think we should geld him? I said, look, if the trainer's telling you to geld it, he lives with the horse every day, I'd be following his advice. Uh, anyway, he obviously went along with it then, and uh, they gelded him. And from that moment on, he just continued to improve and he's won now at six in a row, isn't he, I think?
0: Yeah. And we Uh, we know, and you've you've already touched on it, we know this breed, it is about the future, isn't
3: uh, it? Yeah, he'll get better. Yeah, He'll get better and he's in the right hands for that to happen.
0: Okay, in a full uh, rundown of Doom and 10,000 Day with Bernadette Cooper later in the show, Nature Strip is the favourite at $4 for 2022 and Marzul, he's in second spot. Classique Legends got the spot if he comes back, because Bonho, the owner of the horse, owns the slot as well. Eduardo's there, Mars Crusader's there, and we'll wait and see what Godolphin do. Obviously, Paul Laley proved that uh, he could be their horse. Really? Mm-hmm. He could be their horse this year. Let's go to Scone and have a look at uh, Godolphin's big day. That's where we're going to start the Woodlands. The two-year-old filly's feature was won by a very smart
2: filly in secret. Yeah, she is a smart filly. Uh, she, what she's done in her two starts has been, been, been excellent. and I'm not saying this, well, it might be, but it, it wasn't the strongest field on, on paper that we've ever seen, but she's got a great racing brain, this filly, from what we've seen of her in two starts. She's got a lovely pedigree, being by I Am Invincible, uh, out of that terrific mare eloping, and uh, they've purchased a good one here. Uh, she, she chases the line down. She looks like she'll run 1,400 in time. And, um, yeah, what else do we want to say about the race? Nothing. All eyes are on the winner. Um, Penthouse is a sharp type, I think she's got a nice little future there uh, for for later on as well, and and Golden Queen was good first up, but she's a pretty good filly. The
1: the winner, she's not even there yet. No. She's she's uh, still a bit foley, isn't she? She's very, very young looking, um, still got a lot of furnishing to do. And what I like most about it, um, I spoke to Darren after the race and he said um, James McDonald tried to find a reason not to go to Brisbane because he wanted to ride. Wanted to ride her. Really? He's got a massive opinion of it. Yeah. And she'll make the grade. Yeah. Well, let's hear from uh, Darren Beeman and
0: also Hugh Bowman.
4: She's got intelligence and she's got ability, um, and, that, and that'll take her a long way in a in racing career. And um, she's just first time here at Scone today. Um, she's just taken everything in a stride, and it was a, it was actually a faultless display. It was um, yeah, yeah no, just did everything right. Had a bit of work to do
0: when that leader kicked. Hughie got a balanced and got chasing
4: yes no she had a very the first half of the race he got it right and just let her work through un- underneath them and she come out into the right part of the track still had a bit of work to do at the 250 but as we said she's she's got gears yep. and um yeah no it's very promising filly.
1: oh look it's just the pattern of the day pattern of the track with the moisture that's in it and i felt i was on a superior filly, and i thought if the option was to was there to come out i'd take it and it was and She delivered the last furlong, she really spread her wings, so she's got a bit of a class edge on this lot and she's certainly up to better things. She still looks like she's got a little bit of furnishing to do as well. Yeah, she's still pretty light and immature physically, but mentally she's right where she needs to be, so look, whether the team decide to take her to Brisbane to go up in class to black type now or or wait for the spring, I'll let them decide, but she's certainly up to it. Uh,
0: Bright future for In Secret, they won the two-year-old fillies, and they won the three-year-old Phillies feature on the program. The Denise's joy was Zapateo who was denied a, a victory last start by a stable mate, but she got her own yesterday.
2: Yeah, and she deserves the black type here because she's been so honest all the way through, uh, running good races, and just kept well-balanced by Rachel from the wide draw, and a very fit filly and gets the job done. I think a very fine red is back on track. Uh, just for that little freshen up, waiting for these little bit of a drier track, she's just been put off a game like most on these bottomless tracks of late. But I like the way she put her head down and and savaged the line there. Late, uh, Coco Rocks well, is an underrated filly. She's lightly raced, and uh, I know Matt speaks highly of her. And he threw her in the deep end yesterday, and they got their result. And um, I want to reassess the favourite, uh, I am
1: me, once she gets back on firmer footing. Yeah, I was a fraction disappointed. I yeah. thought she'd let go, with the run that she had, I thought she'd let go a little bit better. Yeah. This was just a, a, a nightmare to work this
2: track out as far as, it played well, but the jockeys want to tell you it's heavy. Mm. Um, the experts and the, the scientists, uh, who have got all the records from the past want to tell you it was closer to yeah. good than heavy. To the, to the eye, it was kicking up
1: like a really heavy track. And
2: they're spreading mostly... out like it was yeah. heavy, like mm. the, the margins going over the line. But um, I'm a great believer in assessing a track by the times they run in comparison to times mm. on the same track, and they were running too fast. So I don't know if the, we we're running, we've we got to remeasure these tracks or what. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know who to believe there. Uh,
0: once again, Darren Beeman and this time Rachel King.
4: She looked everything but home uh, the other day at Randwick and um, Harris. She's a good filly, um, so it took a good one to beat her. But everything worked planned today. She was very push button and um, was, you know, really. She's only had the one little blemish, and she did run fourth to Mizzou, who's one of the favourites yeah, yeah. for the Duma 10,000. So she obviously had a little bit of class on her side, and um, Rachel just timed to run perfectly, and uh, it's it's nice to get some black type for her.
0: She's one of a, a, a strong group of three-year-old fillies that you have.
4: Yes, definitely. She's um, she's actually by Brazen Bow. and she's a half um, half sister to uh, Osborne Bulls. So know, um, yeah, she's very well bred, and um, that'll stand her in good stead in the breeding barn.
0: You're hoping it's not over, though. More to no, come. No,
4: we're just yeah, we're just. Picking some low fruit at the moment.
5: I was confident Look, she was going to run a really good race. She just got a little bit sort of fresh mid-race, wanted to get on with it. But I knew I had plenty of horse under me at the top of the straight. I was just trying to bide my time and be a little bit patient. But she was strong to the line.
1: All right,
0: so that was the the Godolphin black type double. Now we move to uh, bring the ransom for Bjorn Baker first up yesterday. And backs up the stables win in the Hawkesbury crown. So big mares races back to back. For Bjorn Baker, exotic ruby,
2: and now bring the ransom. Yeah, big odds too, both of them, and, and another uh, cool, calm, and collected yeah. rider. He, he, he trusted. Yeah, you know, the fence might be all right here, Tyler, and he's
1: unflappable, sort of a young fella. He he doesn't say yeah, much. Yeah, no, it nothing phases him. No. Um, I've been doing a lot of work within the last couple of weeks, but um. Yeah, nothing sort of phases him. You could give him a good spray and he would, he'd cop it on the chin pretty sweet.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, stay tuned because he, <laughs> he'll
2: get plenty, plenty of them like most over the next two, two or three years. Uh, look, the, the Chris Lee's pair, well, she's a Bonnie Mare Wanderbar. She just never never lets you down and never talks. She was solid late there running on. And just took her a while to wind up, but I thought she was very good. She's just been a little bit luckless the last two runs. She's. It's just the pattern that yeah, she's got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brooks by a two out of five lame, so there's your excuse there. Buren loved being in Scone. <laughs> Here
0: he is. Great animals, country. Great, great country, Australia. And a Tyler Schiller
6: scratch-bring the ransom out of the Hawkesbury Crown, so it's sort of funny. I was, I was talking to the owners pre-race, Di and uh, Russell. They've been very patient with her. Hasn't always been up and down. They said, can we take turns? Exotic Ruby got it last time. I said, well, sometimes it works out like that, but not always. It's great result. She's a very valuable mare now. She's a lovely mare. Um, she's actually she doesn't mind winning at big prices too. So I think she won her first start at Kemla. She's 50 to 1.
0: So she's first up today off a 70 day break. And, and you scratched out of Hawkesbury, so was this a backup plan?
6: Yeah, well, I just thought we could come here and, and possibly find a better track, as it was it's a, the track. But well, it's, it's it is like the yeah, middle of summer, but it's dried out a lot. And, and yeah. uh, no, she she looked great pre-race. Her work's been really good. We've been very happy
1: with her. Bjorn just sent me out there with a plan to ride a quiet nurse her as long as possible, and when the splits kept coming, she just kept finding and. When I saw the ones on the outside, I thought I was in the worst part of the track, but she was just too strong late. When did you start gathering confidence? Probably about the 400. She just clicked off Teresa Baita's heel, horse's heels to the inside and really let down strongly. And I thought she was strong through the line for a second up off a long layoff. She's done a terrific job today.
0: Anyone lucky enough to get the plane home with Bjorn last night?
2: Well, <laughs> I, I shared the plane with him, and um, like there's three planes, and uh, look, me and Bjorn just went to the first one. and. Everyone's scattered to the other (laughs) two. It took a while to fill our (laughs) up. I don't know why.
0: (laughs) The the short short straws. (laughs) We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Scone. Uh, this horse is doing a very good job flying crazy another feature win for this horse yesterday in uh, the best race of the two days when you look at its history the luskin star
2: yeah and he's he sort of slipped under the radar a little bit this horse he, he's got a good looking record now but he, gerald's just placed him placed him placed him and all of a sudden sudden he's emerged here with no weight and he's looked the good so he'll be given every opportunity to Earn a you know earn a slot in the in the Stradbroke and there's no doubt about it which I think what's the qualifying race the Fred Best or whatever yep. it is mm-hmm. yeah yep so pretty dominant um, good solid win uh, I know he's a seven year old old mado but um, he's an import that Annabelle might be just sort of just get working him out now and she might find a race
1: for him which he's, he's she, a good good looking rooster I know that is, walking yeah. around the enclosure he is really really he's in fine form what a ripper mare this is Zoracat. Yeah, she just runs
2: well in anything you put her in. <laughs> yeah, she just kept, goes up, rides the speed, you think she's gone, she just keeps kicking and and she's just all heart, um, that mare. Tycooness was okay um, and what do we want to say about Andermatt? No cover, I understand. Uh, over-raced, I understand. The jury's out as far as him being you know, a Stradbroke type of horse. Mm. He, he looks more of a lethal sprinter to me but I think we can be a little forgiving, but not
0: completely forgiving. Here's Gerald Ryan after the race and also the winning jockey, uh, Kieran McAvoy.
1: Ah, he's a good horse, he's always had the ability and, you know, he's supposed to be running the Hawks guineas and he's scratching on race day and I'll come here or go to Eagle Farm today and decide to come here where you know, he's a big strong three year old and he only had 53 on his back and you're able to get Kieran on him. and. Um, no, halfway round. I thought if you can get a clear crack at him, he's going to be able to beat, because he'd travel good. Only a three-year-old still getting better? I think he's getting better. I've always said to Phil and Equicom that, you know, as a four-year-old, you know, in the autumn, he could be a Doncaster horse. So right. at the moment, we've just got a question mark on him running 1,600 metres, but um, he's going the right way, and he'll go to the Fred Bet in a fortnight and um, play it by ear after that. You know, I haven't had much to do with the horse other than watch him a few times, and... Sherry and Sterling
7: um, just said, just tuck him in, ride him quiet. You know, we were, we, we didn't want to be too far back, but at the same time, we just had to tuck him in and, you know, it went along at a nice enough pace. But, geez, he built up underneath me really well from sort of the 500 and he was able to pierce through them and it
0: was a dominant win, yeah. Yeah, the three year old Fred Best offers exemption from ballot into the Strad Break, uh, If he wasn't to win that, his backup plan would be the gun sinned at the carnival. Uh, let's go to Volpine, first up yesterday for Brad Whittup. He had two in this, one was unlucky surreal step and Volpine got her black type. Wow,
2: and what a fluke it was because mm. uh, she was considered a one-trick pony. Uh, you know, she used to just come out, run and and run like the wind and if
1: if they got her, they got her. But uh, she missed the start, the experience of Jay just yeah, is okay. That's what I was about to say. Just, uh, just Jay Ford, like he's such an underrated rider. When this horse missed the start, he just said, no, I'm locking it down. I'm not going to let you run now. Um, and that's what won at the race. Oh, no doubt. Because, uh, you know, you miss the start and charge. It's the mm. best way to get a horse beat. And she
2: she reacted. Mm. She actually reacted to it. So there's a new string to her bow. There's no doubt about it. And uh, that's, a, that's a terrific win. Mr. Mosaic, likewise, he, he was a, uh, we considered him a mad leader as well, and he stuck it out just taking a little sit there. Rangers was great first up. 11-11, um, that'll top him off for next time. He usually takes a run to come to hand, but not really much all to say, but um, saying that the, the winner did a great job in unusual circumstances. Mm.
0: Uh, Brad up and Jay Ford.
3: Oh, look, it's fantastic for for win the, a nice race like this for Brad Hunt. Obviously, early on, uh, funny Jewel went terrible, and. Uh, threw the toys out of the cot but look uh, she, she's ran great obviously they must have went bloody quick because she couldn't keep up with them but she was, she was good like she was excellent and um, just you know wrapped to get a winner for BK Racing and Benny.
0: Well hopefully onwards and upwards now and a, and a great
3: preparation to come. Yeah it is look um, she did a great job last year when we took her up to Queensland and uh, look she's yeah, slowly maturing and um, you know, it it's great to see her win.
0: At one stage there you would have been ruining the fact that Surreal Step couldn't get out. And then all of a sudden Volpine come dashing home and made things better for you.
3: Yeah, well, I'll I'll have to uh, uh, put a few fires out there. He was was very unlucky as well. He ran terrific, but, um, you know, like I said, it's great to win for Brad. Very fractious in the barriers, and as they
7: got
4: the button was pressure red up in the air, and sort of we've come out sort of two lengths behind, so um, I just shut it down. Went to plan Z, like you said. I never thought that she'd be back near last um, and just completely shut her down because what she is, she's got speed, she's explosive. So I thought if I can just conserve as much as I can, um, I didn't expect her to flourish the way she did, but I thought that would give her the best chance to run as well as she could. Um, But, you know, she shows she's very adaptable. um, And, look, it's a terrific sign for the start of her preparation to come here and win
2: we should have brought up surreal step there she was yeah. going to win she was charging yeah. along the inside there and um, obviously it didn't happen for her she's
1: definitely the horse to follow the race
0: what about uh, rustic steel in the cup on friday he's he's only an inch away from winning three big ones he, he missed out on the provincial final but then he's won the coast and now the
2: Scone Cup. Yep, he's a beauty, and I think having that easy run last week at uh, mm. at the coast, or winning the coast, it's really helped him back up in and do this. He's a he's a beauty. He, he did the job well. Um, he's on the big uh, the big dance or the big stage. The big, the big dance. The big dance. The big yeah. dance. He goes to the big dance now, and he's, he'll
1: be qualified with what he's done. Was he the horse? Um, in the coast, I was saying he might not get the mile. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that was Chris's. That was Chris's, Chris's only. Yeah, mate, Honestly, I reckon this horse will get two thousand metres or more. Yeah. See, so he, he's by Deep Field, and
2: we're all thinking, oh, he's a sprinter. Mm. Um, but and they're all individuals, and he's got. Uh, he's doing. A, he's had a big week. Put it that way. He's earned some big money. Well, Chris got a pleasant surprise when they brought out the races
0: and the qualification races for the big dance. He. Once they put the list out, he realised he'd already had one in it because he had one win a Ballina Cup. So he's uh, he's got that horse in. They've become very, very significant races.
2: I think for so. For a $2 million race on yeah. Melbourne
0: Cup Day, the big dance.
2: Oh, for sure, and it promotes the country cups. Mm, yep. And it's, it's still you're still going to have your rating high enough if you're qualified to get that run in the main race. That's right. Mm. So there's 25
0: cups. <laughs> the the first two across the line become eligible. So you're, you're dealing with 50. Yep. The winners have preference. Yep. And then it goes on benchmarking. Nice. benchmark.
2: That's right. Yes. So. Um, I think it's good. I think it's I think it's a, an interesting concept that helps country racing mm-hmm. provide good jockeys, maybe you know, good horses. It's I, the profile. It, it's not made for country horses, this race. The people are going to understand that, oh, you know, where yeah. the country people aren't mm-hmm. getting the, the money for this. It's not put on for the country people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's put on for the
1: areas. Yeah. Everyone will have a, a proper their, day. Boosting mm-hmm. their, their, their day. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, more on Thoroughbred Weekly. Mm -hmm. Local trainer Rod Northam, he won the first on Friday, he won the first on Saturday. Job done. Two winners at the carnival, you can't ask for better than that. And uh, here is Step Lee winning the highway.
2: Yep, and a good effort. Uh, The stable did have a good couple of days, didn't they? So. She's nice and fresh, looks like a target race for her. She had a more um, fancy stable mate in the race. She got caught wide and probably a little disappointing, although forgivable, but just a nice little setup. I don't know how strong the race was. The dig was good. Uh, Hoka Hay was OK running bare. They all battled on OK with Sung Blue, who would probably just struggled at the 1500. But a good restart to the day for the locals. I'm not saying it's one of the strongest highways we've mm. seen, but it served a purpose there. Mm. Uh, Rod Northam,
0: uh, the winning trainer, and also Grant Buckley, the winning rider.
3: Win on any day is good at it's, uh, Scone it's it's Cup Carnival. So um, now to get two winners, the first race both days, it means it sets me up for the uh, no more runners today so I can have a few beers and have a good good day.
0: Well, Ern, what did you think of Step Lee going into the race, considering you, you did have the favourite today, the dramatist?
3: Yeah, I did have the favourite, but it was it was, it was been, it was a target after his last start. We put him out in the paddock, just give him a bit of a freshen up. He had a bit of a long prep heading towards uh, the country championships. And I just, when he came back in the last week, he's just really picked up. And um, I thought if we get any luck, he would be yeah, there wasn't much between him and the dramas, dramatists going into the race.
1: It's just Rod really
7: sort of stressed him. me. see, if you get him out of his comfort zone, you lose him early, you don't get him back. And so I always had
1: that in the back of my mind. I just thought, well, I've got to be happy where I land, and he was really strong to the line, Granny. The speed was good, um, allowed you to get back, but uh, did you ever think you were the winner? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> just coming to the corner, I was in a bit of a sticky spot. I just followed Mac, wherever Mac was going, I sort of was able to get a nice drag off his back and
7: just got the split at the right time, and the horse did the rest.
0: Uh, On to the next race, and uh, an Irish import. Uh, Colour Sergeant had uh, one at Canberra, two starts ago. That's two out of four in Australia for this horse.
2: Yeah, look, he he might be a nice horse with time, I must say. He's only young, he's a young Irish import. Um, Matt seems to like him, Uh, he hits the line well, gets the job done, and like you said, two from four in Australia, and they usually get better with a prep or two under their belt, especially these younger ones. Um, She's just ready to win 2,000 metres and further. Uh, Outlook, she just wants further now. I thought he might have been unlucky, this Dr. true Yeah, he
1: just, just back out of his ground too much. Been on his bike a little yeah. bit earlier, I think. Yeah. Um, it just didn't happen for him. He, I thought he would have landed a couple of pairs closer. Dr. Evil. he would have raced yeah. closer, Dr. Evil. Um, but he got way back out of his ground, yeah. worked to the line solid. He, yeah, he, he just drew awkward, had
2: to come back, and then probably got in a little close, and then couldn't go when he wanted to mm. go, I don't think. Uh, but it was very good late, and you could make a... Uh, you know, you could make an excuse that he might have even won.
0: Uh, let's hear from uh, Matt Smith and also Regan Bayliss.
8: He's going well. Yeah, he's going super. Um, he's only, this is his first preparation here in Australia. So, uh, his run was really good at Warwick Farm last start, just on a very heavy track. So back on a little bit better surface today. He was strong through the line and we, we bought him as a
0: horse that would get over a bit further. So it was a good, good yeah. win today. So the future looks bright considering he's kicked off very well early. It does, yeah. You know, it's nice to see them acclimatise, and he's a nice
8: type of horse. He's not a big horse, he's just a handy-sized horse and uh, he's done really well since he's been here. And uh, So, uh, you know, we're really happy with him. I want to thank uh, all the guys that have come into the horse with us, uh, that's racing with us and Chris Joy for, for identifying the horse. He found him for us and so very happy. I
7: think he's a nice horse, um, Brownie. I know, albeit this level, um, I think he's going to keep progressing. Um, obviously, he had not bad form around him overseas and just taking him a couple of runs to acclimatise here in Australia and... With each run, he's settling better, knowing um, how to quicken off the bridle. As we know, Australia's different racing um, compared to overseas, so he's improving significantly with each start, and I reckon that as soon as he gets up more in distance, he's gonna keep improving.
0: All right, on to the uh, third race. It was a Walla Quinella. When they got down to the 200, it was gonna be the other way. It was mm. gonna be Kibosh beating Bonnie Ezra, but Bonnie Ezra fought.
2: Yeah, look, he's the ex-Kiwi, he's put a couple of, uh, he's improved in his past couple of runs, and he just probably, a little more seasoned than the three-year-old on the day uh, so yeah he did a good job what he did do Bonnie Ezra is Frank that hammer-on military mission form where he finished a long third behind him the other day so I'm still um, still excited about those two um, this the three-year-old might have a little sneaky chance in a Queensland derby looking at the makeup of so far of this Queensland derby and I'm not giving up on military um, um, mission Phoenix I should say he's uh, he's plugging away there and I think there's a win in store for him shortly you know just hanging around here for these staying races in Sydney over winter so I don't mind the race as far as even though it looked like it lacked depth and only four chances and Arabellini got softened up I should have said uh, early in that race but I still think it might be okay form for the for the coming months in Sydney over the winter
1: it was quite funny to hear um Brenton say that he was very really confident on fighting back like I thought the outside horse was going to put a length on yeah, him. But yeah, he, he just, just raw the outside horse, he wanted yeah. to lay in on top and, and just didn't have the race smarts about him. Yep.
2: We're going to hear from Brenton and also Charlie Duckworth.
8: Out toughed by, by obviously an older horse who's, who's sort of seasoned seasoned Kiwi horse and the, we all know how tough they are. Um, just, just made Caboche fi- find wanting late, um, but obviously Admiral runs by both of them. Uh, one's, one's on a derby path and one's on a slightly different trajectory. So, um, look, very proud of both horses, um, and look, you're always happy if you get a Quinella. Never really sort of got at him till late, and Jay probably put a long neck on me, but I was always confident I'd be the stronger one on the line, so perfectly prepared by Chris and the team. Um, he was on
1: the back up, and he was the last man standing today. How much upside's he got?
8: Look, he's going the right way. He's handling the cut out of these, this, these tracks, um, and it's the first time getting him out past 2,000 for the prep, so he's in the right time of year, and I'm sure he can keep picking up a shake every time he goes around.
0: Okay, Bernadette Cooper coming up shortly to have a look at uh, and 10,000 Day at Eagle Farm. We're up to race number five at Scone, and this was uh, another one for the Lee Stable. because they took out the cup on day one. Redoute's image took out this one.
2: Yeah, she was well set up, and, well, they did handle the race, yeah. I must say. They were a three-quarter pace. Yeah, it was just like a track record gallant, to be honest. Yeah. So, look, well, I think, obviously, and we Dance was ridden quietly, finished off OK, not far off a win now I thought she'd try well leading into this this um campaign so there's upside with her better run from Cota Healy. and I thought the horse to follow out of the race is dynamic impact he was very very good considering the tempo of the race yeah. and the negative ride which he has a negative when I want to say negative ride that's the way he's ridden anyway and the flop of the race has to be the favorite I threw it he wasn't run to suit but there's no excuse for him in the wide wide world there and they couldn't find an issue with him so i thought he was gonna i thought he had them covered that horse sacramony but jury's out on him now
0: okay it was the first leg of a winning double for dylan gibbons and uh representing lee stable was lucas miller he rode it pretty well they left him alone and um she had a kick and held on which was good did it uh, was it going to pan out like that when you when you were looking at the uh, the form, when the stable was looking at the way the race was going to set up? Well, we thought there was pressure from the outside, but Dylan has barrier
1: one, so they have to go around him to go forward. So when no one did, well, was is a gift, and he rated her really well, and she had enough there to last to the end.
0: Yep, and she's only third up.
1: Yeah, third up. She was very unlucky last start, if you look, go back through the form, and um, very valuable mare for the long-term
0: future for um, for the syndicate. So... Good win, get it. good to get a city win with her.
8: When I stepped so well, I thought, you know, a bit of speed's injected our box seat and couldn't believe when I was going 15s and no one wanted to take me on. So, look, I always knew she was going to give a strong kick and, no, I didn't drift out of the middle of the track, but I think that just proves you sort of don't really need to on a day like today, so it was a good win
0: and uh, Dylan was at it again in the last. Uh, go and get a photo, young man, put it up on the wall because uh, you got the best of Bowman here and he'll be in the photo on the wall with you. Yeah. Um, first of all, Duff, American president, he wanted to get to the outside fence on other occasions. This time he he, he stayed close to the rail and went
2: straight. Yeah, look, he's been a problem child, um, but look, they persevered. Greg has sort of fiddled with his gear again here and it worked, I think. The Norton bit, uh, and they took the lugging bit off. And sometimes horses that hang, it doesn't. Some horses still want to fight that lugging bit if they want to run off the track. And I think the Norton bit, he reacted better to it. It's a little bit severe, but it, it worked with him. And like that horse has been in
1: and worked 12 months. Yeah. American President, trying to work him out. So well, I think having the cover also helped him because he's well. He's Canterbury running and he's Ramwick run, Obviously, he had no cover outside him, but. The horses really cluttered him up and guided him around the turn, so I think that was a big help as well.
2: What about the winner? Uh, He's in good form and nice to see him do it. Look, he'd done it at 1,000 metres a couple of times around Mm -hmm. Warwick Farm on bog track, so he's done it at 1,100 metres there. Uh, Good effort. He's a nice horse with a a good-looking record, 4 from 13 now, and all his form has been recent, so we've got to follow him. Just went a little bit slow uh, for Hulk. They have rushed home in 33.97 there. (laughs) So he can't go that speed, he's got to be set up for him charging yeah. home when they're walking home. So I thought he still did enough. Uh,
0: let's hear from Darren Beeman and Dylan Gibbons.
4: He's uh, ridden a few for us up uh, on, at the Provincials on a Saturday at Newcastle and, and done the job uh, exceptionally well and today he went one step further and won a decent race over the, the Scone Cut Carnival for us, so it's good effort.
0: It's the right time for Chris to send him to the metropolitan area now that he's done his. Pre-apprenticeship?
4: Yes. no, Chris has placed him very well. He he probably he places places Dylan like he places his horses. Yes, that's right. So um, he's he's given him the opportunity to be able to um, be here on a on pretty much a home track and um, ride against the big boys and and girls. And uh, you know he did a terrific job. He gave the horse plenty of time just to sort of get into a nice rhythm and get his confidence and and was was strong late.
8: Yeah, I I had Hugh Bowman inside me and I had Kieran McAvoy outside me. I thought this was going to be a
1: bit tricky. (laughs) That map really, really good for you. Were you sure that you got there on the line?
8: Yeah, I it was. It, it was just panning out perfectly, but when Kieran come around me, he, he kept me nice and neat, and then Huey whipped up inside me, and I thought, oh, going to have to be good to get out of here now, but thankfully he was able to get out, and I sort of didn't see the runner I gave him, that horse, because I sort of probably rode him too pretty, because he's not a horse who's got a real devastating turn of foot, but once he can get his momentum up, he's very hard to get past.
1: So are Dylan Gibbons being in the city every Saturday now?
8: Oh, we might, we might back off a bit. We've still got the rest of this season to go. We might save a bit of three for next season.
1: <laughs> mm. yeah, well, what does that mean? That means he, he doesn't want to lose his winners, he wants to win the yeah, Premiership. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's 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 doing it the right way. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah, just yeah. going to hold up until the start of the season and then obviously let rip. Very yeah, and he will of. let rip. Mm.
0: Uh, we showed you this horse. While you were away, Duff, Elation, um, you were the one that said, put this on the show. He's a Golden Eagle horse. Elation, black colours.
2: Yeah, he's, and it wasn't hard to find. I think everyone found him. Yeah. But he... He was good again. He wasn't as brilliant as last time, but he he's still raw and he he had to bump out and then got shoved back in and he still pins his ears back and gets the job done. Like the um, second horse had was the horse behind him last time. Third horse had form around the Derby winner, so it's, it wasn't a, it's a strong enough race. Look at the regard he's held in now. Wow. Mo Elation There you go. There you go. Mm. So and I think he, he should be respected as well. But um yep there, so. The Smarties like him as well. Converge,
0: Espiona, in the Congo, Artorias, fangirl. Mm, Some race, but we expect this now. Yeah. We expect it. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back, Bernadette Cooper joins us from Brisbane to have a look at Marzu's big win in the 10,000.
6: Right to run, one up in the air, out wide there, to so, an attendance in. Racing, Vega 1 away brilliantly. But also, Powell Lely, handy as well there as Minhaj and Rothfire is going forward. And also, Zoo Style is carving over from out wide. So, Zoo Style over on the outside of Generation going forward. Back to third now, is Rothfire back nearer the inside as they swing down the side. of Marzoos right there is fourth. Further back to Powell Lely, they're clear from Kementari. And then coming Minhaj and Vega 1. Alpine Edge, Baller, Signore Fox, Isotope, and on Triviaire last of all. So Zoo style by a length and a half, second generation, third, Rothfire, fourth, the outside, Marzoo, a length and a half to Pau Lely. Vega 1, further back to Minhaj, encounter Rupee, Kementari, Baller, Alpine Edge, Signore Fox, on Triviaire, and Isotope is last of all at Zoo style at the 350. About three lengths in front here from generation, Marzoo, the outside, Rothfire's making ground back nearer the rails, and Pau Laley's coming down, down the outside. Zoo style in front. Working home is Marzou. And Paul down the outside. Later's Rothfire. Marzou the leader. Pau Laleigh the outside. On Triviaire coming home late as well. But is in front from Paul Laleigh. Marzou. Pau Laleigh. Marzou. Mazu's won the 10,000 from Pau On Triviaire followed by Signore Fox. Rothfire. Alpine Edge. Baller. Kamantari.
0: Well, it was graduation day there yesterday for Marzoo. After the gilding operation, he just keeps on winning and he wins a Group 1 and 10,000 for the Stadens and Sam Clippard. And Bernadette Cooper was there heading up our coverage in Brisbane yesterday. You got to see him firsthand yesterday. Bernie, what did you think of Marzoo?
5: Yeah, look, we were incredibly impressed um, by this three-year-old and obviously came with a lot of hype. Um, It was a wet soggy day at Eagle Farm. But to be honest, we were strutting around like it was a good four and the sun was shining because we thought, you know, we would absolutely no chance of running that meeting at Doombin. So uh, the track was incredible under those circumstances and complete and utterly unique. Although we did get to a heavy eight by the time we got to the 10,000. It was a different heavy eight to anything that I've seen here in Australia. Actually, Sammy Clippenden did liken it to uh, Hong Kong. Actually, he said that they can get that sort of rain there and and carry on. But this horse was electric. he just lived up to every little bit of spruce that we had. The speed was hot. Naturally, Jonker uh, went out. Generation was up there. Rothfire was up there. And those middle sectionals were incredibly fast. And I guess these backmarkers really struggled to stay in touch in the middle section. And that's why these two three-year-olds were there to fight out the finish. Um, Jonker stopping there just caused Marzu to shift out a little bit. There was a minimal brush. James McDonald uh, did look at the stewards' vision just made me think of how far we've come in the last 20 years because he came out of the stewards room, got on the phone, rang James Cummings, <laughs> you know years ago we could even have a phone in the room um, and they discussed whether to push forward the protest and I think rightly so they went against uh, protesting because it was a very minimal shift but these two th- three-year-olds were the dominant force. On trivia, obviously, right on the outside there, flying home late and a, a great run going forward. But, yeah, it was great to see the hype. You know, he um, got the slot in the Everest, the, the star Arrowfield slot, earlier in the week. So I think Thursday they announced that. So to then go on and win the Group 1. And as Snowden said, he had to play with the big boys this weekend and he ticked that box, didn't he?
0: So, Bernie, with the track, um, a lot of criticism about how hard it gets when it doesn't rain. But when it rains, this is what this track was designed to do.
5: Yeah, the problem is we don't get many El Nino effects throughout the year. Uh, usually, this year we've had two, so it's been amazing. Uh, the rest of the year it's like this thirsty dragon, but um, and probably costs a fortune to, to feed all that water too. But we've had all these sort of, you know, El Nino effects where it's been sort of flood prone Brisbane uh, twice already this year. It was the saviour, you know, it went from the devil to the angel yesterday. Um, To think that, you know, you could race on a heavy track like that and and there's nowhere else we could, Doombin would have been, Ross said Doombin would have been a heavy 12 to 15. He can't even get the mower out uh, on Doombin. Uh, Everything's starting to smell like moles here in Brisbane. That's how wet it's been. Um, So it it certainly was the saviour. Now the big question is, what happens next week? I know Ronnie would really like to go to Ipswich. <laughs> I'm thinking he would really like to go to Toowoomba. <laughs> Where, well. The word yesterday Where? <laughs> at the track was, it won't be run at Eagle Farm next week because she's got the next however many weekends after that. Um, so we, we hope and pray. There was a sailor's patch of blue sky this morning, but the general weather forecast for pretty much the whole week is wet and it's wet on Friday as well, which is a big concern. So. We're either going to be bottomless heavy tenant Doombin or who knows? Right. Well,
2: okay. I'd have to have a contingency plan, really, yeah. and mm. let people know, yeah. um, which they did well last week. But gee, that's some shock to say no, definitely no Eagle Farm. Well, they've got Oaks, Derby, Stradbroke, Touch Tiara.
0: Yeah. Understand. Four in five weeks. You just can't keep beating it up. No, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> Paul Snowden, he was uh, very, very emotional, as emotional as you would see Paul Snowden, but it's been a journey with this horse to geld him and to know how good he is and to make that decision and for the decision to pay off. Here he was after the race.
9: Big relief, obviously, there was massive speed here and, and I was watching him in the run and we used him up to sort of get to a spot and and him back off and he, he sort of get a chance to travel as, as well as what he usually does in his races and I think... He does hit that flat spot, but just the ability, like I said, to absorb the pressure and still be strong at the end, that's why we've got a slot in the Everest and that's why we'll be there. And like I said, it means a lot when you're going through these patches with these horses and you know just how how much ability they do have. Um, You know, it's good. I mean, you've had to
5: juggle around with the gear with him. You've done all sorts of things, but do you think it really was the gelding operation that
9: calmed the farm a little bit? Yeah, it always was. Um, it was all there to see, but we just had to sort of get it out of him, and, and, and we exhausted every opportunity to do that. So that was, uh, uh, it's always called the ultimate gear change, and that's what it was, and, and, and now the owners are, uh, yeah, they're, they're the benefits for these, so it's just they're going to enjoy this, this horse for, for many years to come. I was thinking at the 600, I'm like, we're in strife.
7: Um, look, it was, a, it was chasing a hot speed, and it was probably out of his comfort zone, but he really wasn't sure on the surface. It's a different heavy track as as, it's well documented but yeah I just tried to pick him up as best I could and get him as far down the straight on the bridle sort of thing.
5: The old hunt and hold?
7: Something like that we'll go with that but look he's just a star this horse he knows how to win and we've got a great rapport with each other even though I was concerned I could feel you know it was he was always going to pick up and just had to have faith in the horse, and uh, in the end, I got to the front too early. And then he thinks his job's done, sort of thing, and we had Pulele breathing down the neck. But look, he's just a winner. You raise the bar and he jumps it, and I feel very grateful to be on a horse of his calibre.
9: James McDonald Pulele. Yeah, he was
8: brave, but he, was, um, he didn't, wasn't suited by the ground at all. Uh, from the 600, I thought we were in a world of pain, but he's, to his credit, he dug deep. He really surged when he had to. Obviously to come up short it was a little bit disappointing, but he did, it was very brave.
9: Opie Bossum Intravia. That was a huge run. She probably took 500 metres to get up underneath for you, and she really closed well. Ben Thompson, signal fox.
7: Yeah, huge run. He um, he finished off really well to run fourth in ground that he hasn't liked in the past, so uh, going super for a, another Kingsford Smith and Stradbroke tilt.
9: James Allman, Rothfire. Yeah, I thought his run was good. Um, he's only going to improve now. He's had this second up run. Got a lovely run in behind the speed, and... Um, he just was gallant, but he didn't really appreciate this heavy gun. he would be better on top of the ground. Robbie Frad, Alpine Edge.
7: Yeah, very good run, I thought. Um, pretty um, high-testing tracker there, and um, he's probably better on a good four, a soft five maybe. Um, but in saying that, I thought it was a top run from him. He'll probably maybe I'll take the blinkers off him, put him 1,400, put him to sleep, and, well, be a while before we get a good track, but, you know, soft five will do.
9: Ryan Maloney, Isotope.
8: Yeah, look, considering she didn't handle the conditions at all and she didn't have the best of runs, uh, I thought she rallied up r- well quite late, so hopefully we can get her on a better service next start.
9: Leaf Inns, Baller. Yeah, it was a good run. Um, he's got held up a little bit turning in, but it's a good run. Jamie Card, Generation. Yeah, he's just had to do too much work from the gate. I thought it was a good effort. Shabuila Kamatari.
7: Yeah, oh, look, he's gone well below his best today. He just didn't... Um, wasn't able to get enough footing in the ground where he sort of gained confidence in the run. And... Um, yeah. Probably plenty of horses with the same situation. It's it just, uh, yeah, he was, you'll notice on the
9: replay, sort of in trouble from the 700. Brian, count to Very tough run, didn't handle the track. Tommy Berry, Minhaj. Yeah, I thought I was really real chance in the run, but then when I let Head go in that sort of ground, it's just disappointing that the track's probably deteriorated the last couple of races, but that's her own wet, wet ground. Willie Pike, Vega 1. was
4: hey, pretty, pretty rough and tight out there. Got, uh, got pretty tight at a few different
0: stages. So will forgive him that one. All right, Bernie, the Kiwis are in town in numbers and they got the rough habit yesterday.
5: Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? This is a little horse that had had two previous runs here in Brisbane, Dark Destroyer, um, had to sustain a fairly wide run from about the half mile. So when I say wide, long, enduring sort of a run. Have I told you that it paid to be called Sam yesterday? We had Sam Collett, Sam Weatherly and Sam Clipperton. It was a day out for the Sams. Uh, This was Sam Weatherly, and he was absolutely thrilled to get away with this victory. But this horse put it on the wall. Put the writing on the wall in the guineas last start. Obviously, Paternal was great back to the inside and almost looked as if he was going to have this horse's measure. And the Ruffy, the Queenslander, Manazi, who held on for third, was a, certainly a PB for him. So, you know, all those horses looking to go forward to the Derby.
0: Okay, and speaking of derbies, the SA Derby yesterday, Duff.
2: Yep, and a strong win, another one with this Mick uh, Price and Michael Kent's team are absolutely airborne. They won the. Two features yesterday, and this is another one. Jungle Magnate, who was a very tough win. He's um, he come out of the Chairman's to win this race. Yafet uh, went good. Month between runs for Detonator Jack had a lot to do. He had no luck at all. The favourite, and he ran into plenty of rump stakes there throughout the race. Allegron, and uh, had excuses.
0: <coughs> okay, now let's go through the other races, uh, Bernie. Uh, starting with the uh, members handicap. This was Mill.
5: Yeah, Dime was terrific because, um, you know, I guess in the end he was probably only about three lengths off the lead on straightening. Jamie Carr's first words when she came back after this was she could not see a thing during this race. Um, however, she got the split in the straight and he was able to run away and, and win that race. So, yeah, it looks really progressive. Big boy Roy on the outside not doing a bad job there. But um, probably some more improvement, I think. <clears throat> to come with this horse, and who knows where we see him later in the carnival. He...
0: Alright, here's a Walla Quinella, Yonkers in the chairman's, beating our intrigue.
5: Yeah, phenomenal re- win, really, because he had five and a half kilos more than his stablemate, mate, our intrigue. Obviously, he had some really good form. We saw him scratch from a Duma meeting, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, held back for this, so 59 and a half on his back versus, I think, 54 or 55 for our intrigue. So, certainly deserved the win, didn't he?
0: And it was uh, Waller again, it was a Walla Walla, ranch hand beating Minsk moment.
5: Yeah, Walla gave us a bit of a push for this after the win of Written Beauty actually. So um, yeah, great to see this horse win at 1400. He's really think sort of thinking a Stradbroke horse in the making for next year. And I don't see why not. Um, r and obviously massively up in grade. They also think they're a Stradbroke chance next year as well. So a couple of big guns hopefully to come out of this race.
0: Uh, now to the uh, featured two-year-old race, the, uh, the Group 2, Swiss Exile for Nisham Neesham and Sammy Clipperton.
5: Yeah, that's right. Um, so this one suffered a defeat at the Sunshine Coast last start. They were much more positive on him uh, out of the gates, and he looked magnificent in the yard yesterday as well. So you probably could have found him, and he was good value. Fellwell was terrific for one of the locals from a very small stable, Sharon Livingston, um, at Deegan. So for him to fill a spot there, at I think about twelve dollars, and Exo Lady. Everybody questionable about Exo Lady running the twelve hundred. It didn't look a problem, but political. Debate the bait was the flashing run in that race.
0: Bingo. Uh, written Beauty promised so much early in her career. She won her first uh, five starts, finally back into the winners list.
5: Yeah, it was a great race for her. I mean, there was eight speedsters uh, or eight horses that would want to be in the first three in this race. And if you watch her win in the Ascot handic- her, sorry, her run in the Ascot Handicap prior to this win, it looked terrible, but it was a total forgive. So this race lined up as a, a really possible winning chance, and she was eleven dollars.
0: Zaki produced the biggest Doomman Cup win 12 months ago. He's back again, Bernie, and worked yesterday. That's Sabark on the inside.
5: Yeah, well, Sabak we saw as the hot favourite in a 78 last week at the coast, but a really good run just the same. Obviously this was just a nice tick over working Gallop. He was his complete um, loud self going onto the track and would appear just a nice tick over Gallop. Looked fantastic, didn't he?
0: So, I'll put you on the spot. Where's your tip to run the Doomben Cup next week?
5: Oh! Uh, (laughs) Well, they say no to Eagle Farm. So it's either got to be Doombin, Derriman. I'm pretty sure they're not going to run on the Polly. No.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: no. <laughs> uh, oh, let's just say Derriman. Let's, let's stay positive
0: and say Derriman.
5: Let's stay positive and say Doombin. Outside of that, their only options are to put the carnival back a week or head to Ipswich or Toowoomba, which I think would be pretty unlikely.
0: Okay. The answer is a pineapple. Yes. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Okay. We'll see you up there, Burn.
5: Thanks, boys. Look forward to it.
0: Okay. Yes. Look, the reason we're talking about that is because there is more wet weather predicted heading mm. into Durman Cup next week. They couldn't race at Durman yesterday. We'll wait and see. Yep. Thank you to Bernie. Thank you to Corey and Thank Duff. You boys. And enjoy Very the rest nice. of your weekend.